Yeah, but uh, do you have one of these portable ones? Like the portable recorders? Yeah, like it looks like those old ones that you see in like old journalism movies or something. <laughs> yeah, but I always wanted one of those. They look so cool. And you can take them with you, like they're really compact. And if you uh, talk to someone somewhere, you can just press record. I mean, you can do it with your phone, but it's not the same. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I know. I actually brought it to Europe and I didn't end up using it. But I mean, it's it's so good. But anyway, um, yeah. Why, why, why don't we just explain the whole idea, I guess, and then we can... Yeah. Oh, and I was just thinking, because... Um, I think the the split recording, I, I think I didn't explain why I think that's pretty good, is in case we uh, lose our connection and I don't hear what you're saying or I hear you finish the sentence, you still got it on record and in the end it's there and it's not like um, broken or cracking or something like that. So that was my uh, thought process behind that. We overlap them on top, is that how it works? Like Yeah, I just wanted to put both um, together and then... Uh, yeah, just overlap them. Oh, okay, perfect. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, um, anyway, uh, so in terms of like the whole idea behind Once Around the World, I mean, I think I think the the few words there were 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 your words. So, do you wanna do you wanna kind of talk about it? I mean, the whole idea when it came to us was when we were standing in front of the Eiffel Tower, which is pretty cool. Yeah. So. Yeah, I think that was like a really cool mo moment to come up with the, uh, the name. I mean, it was in our heads to do a podcast um, for over a year almost, I think. Yeah. And um, yeah, I think, well, once around the world, for me, it kind of reflects that we are, well, from different cities. But then again, also that we are constantly changing cities as well. I mean, you love to travel, I love to travel, and we do it um, also because of um, what we do, um, well, for me, for university, and for you, for your job, or, um, yeah, kind of. And uh, so I think, I think it's kind of fun to think maybe uh, that we meet in, like, different cities, um, in the upcoming years because um, just just because of cross, crossing paths or something um, and also yeah just um, record um, out of different cities so you might be somewhere else in a couple months and I'm uh, yeah well for me Paris is the next stop so yeah I think that's how I um, envisioned the name. No, yeah, I think it's so good, and also I just got so excited again for you because it's only. I mean, when are you're leaving in like a month? I think right for Paris or. Yes, I'm leaving first uh, of September, so it's, yeah, it's kind of like a month. Oh, that's so exciting! So yeah, I mean, for me, I when you, I think when you sort of proposed that whole idea, it just, it it resonated with me, and actually in terms of like the whole traveling thing. I think I might actually be able to get back to Europe in, at the end of this year. So maybe oh we'll be God. able to meet sooner, sooner than later. <laughs> yeah, that's super exciting. Are you com coming back to Paris or somewhere else? Well, <laughs> I, I've, I've been looking actually. Uh, there's this website where you can house it, which basically is like Airbnb for free. Um, mm -hmm. and so this one place that I'm looking at is actually in Italy, but it's not, it's, I mean, it's not that far. I don't think if I were no. to Paris, I think it would only take what a few hours by, by train or 
even quicker by plane. Um, but yeah, no, it's 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 exciting. Uh, I think I'm just like going through the beginning details now, but I think I'll I'll be near like I don't know if you know um, Porto Nova. Yeah, it's no, sort of by the. Uh, in December, so not too soon, but yeah, for December. But still, yeah. yeah. And, you, and where you, will you be? In December? In December? Yeah, so yeah, December to um, March, I think. Um, yeah, in December I'll still be in Paris. And uh, in uh, January I'm gonna be in London. Mm, okay, that I, I guess they're both not too far, really. So no, maybe you'll no. be... I mean, they have international connections, so should be fine. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so how how is everything? I I read your um, I read your what was the article that you wrote recently? I think it was last week. Um, and it was it was so beautiful. I think that you sh that you shared everything that you've been struggling with back home. Oh yeah. Well. Well, I didn't really uh, go uh, into detail about um, about the struggles in specific, but just in general, um, I talk. I I think. Do you mean the one that, where I talked about being a woman? Yes. Yes. Yeah, I think that's something that just. Um, uh, I think. How would I say that? It's like um, in in German, you would say it's like crystalline. Um, it's like becoming uh, something like a theme or um, or an issue that I'm uh, thinking a lot about or that I am not concerned about, but that is like dear to my heart. Mm. And uh, yeah, and I think, um, but it's kind of kind of nice. I feel like the things that I struggle with or that um, yeah that I have to go through in daily life, they kind of also pushed me into a direction with which I can work with. I don't know if that makes sense, but it, yeah. gives, a, it gives me a kind of something that can be a bigger purpose, maybe. I think that makes so much sense. I think that's usually what um, ends up pushing people towards jobs, like sort of where you will probably end up going, which is, I mean, you wrote it in the article, but probably in less than five years, I can assume that you'll be speaking about all of this because it does mean so much to you and it does push you. Um, like everybody that I know who's done something different or who has done something that's like, quote, inspirational, it's always been through like, it's, it's a job that's come from a source of pain usually or just a discomfort that they wanted to fix or mend and help others with too, so. To yeah, me, to me it makes a lot of sense. Yeah, especially because then you know what you've been through and you know um well the depth and well some parts of the issue and uh yeah, I guess that makes you more passionate about it and also you just want other uh, women for me as women to not be alone with it either and to be able to share everything. Well, just to uh, give an idea to the audience that is listening. Um, I was just thinking uh, that. <laughs> yeah, uh, what the article was about. So the article basically, um, or is about, um, just 
as a woman to have a safe space to uh, be ourselves and just with all the ins and outs and everything that um, makes us a woman and um, just being able to to be a businesswoman but also to be a mother and to to be able to be soft but also to be like bossy for example um, just to be able to to be everything just um, just because we are just human and um, just to have a safe space to to be that and to share everything and um, to be valued for who we are and with yeah and everything that we want to be so I think that's kind of what I think the article I wrote should have encompassed yeah and I think you talked about um, like sort of the difficulties that would be surrounding that or that would prevent people from having that space for themselves or like certain barriers um, not getting into your own specifics but just like in general like how some people can have people in their lives who sort of either intentionally or usually unintentionally push push them down or say things that that feel like um, they're putting up yeah, just another obstacle or a barrier. Um, because sometimes, I mean, I think most of the time we're our own, we put up our own obstacles, but I, but it's true. Like what I think what you wrote is that like, sometimes we find other people in our lives sort of make it difficult as well. So it's really nice and really beautiful that you said, um, that you do hope to create, you know, a space, whether it's in person or online, um, to have that freedom and that space to just be uh, who you are and do what you want to do. And like you just said now, to have all these different parts in motion too. Yeah. And I think for me that also like first, before I'm able to also talk about that maybe with um, well-in groups or um, in front of people, I think what I also just want to achieve is like for myself, um, show well not show but for myself show myself um, that I can do what I want to do and um, that I'm capable of doing so or doing what I would like to do and um, in that also being an example for others um, and to encourage them to be themselves and to do what they want to do I think that's kind of my thought as well mm. yeah I think I, I've been thinking so much about that lately because, like, my my whole um, my whole family's pretty traditional, I guess. And yeah. when, whenever I try and you know, and I tell them like these things, like, oh, like I I figured out that I can go to Italy and I can live for free for four months, and then after that I can go here, there, and like all these things. Like my mom is like, oh my gosh, like I won't be able to sleep, <laughs> and. <laughs> And all of this stuff, but I was like, well, and I actually had a, like a very small talk with her the other day. I was like, well, I understand, but uh, you know, it's 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 my life, and so like in a way, I think going out and doing these things, like you just said, like it's kind of like helps them, you know, grow and see. Like, so yes, of course, like your audience and the girls that are. Um, wanting to do things like you but your own family as well just to see that like these different things are possible and um not not preaching to them and telling them like this is the way to do things but just doing it yourself and then being that role model through like the own chances that you take and um I I really do think like instead of preaching all the time like just doing (laughs) and then like setting that example is more powerful really it's like it's like live storytelling (laughs) 
Yeah, yeah, because if you tell someone, yeah, you have to do it like this and you have to do it like this and that's how it works, but you cannot, um, yeah, you don't show it yourself and you uh, have nothing, well, which shows that what you are saying is actually true. Um, I don't think that is like a good example. And um, yeah, I've seen it in my environment with certain people that um, through me also, like what you said, going to other countries and these people have actually grown with me just because of what I've brought into their life through uh, going to other places and through learning from these places so yeah yeah I mean I, I, I don't even always think about that right away like when I'm doing these things but then I realize like afterwards or whatever like yeah it's cool because even though I don't really know if anyone in my family is going to, you know, do the things that we're starting to do and, like, have done, it's, it is cool to, to like, have them see that, like, if you'd go somewhere, like, you're not going to die, or if you don't know the language, like, you'll still survive, and, like, you don't need all these things, and, like, it's so cool, like, especially because, like, at least for, like, my my mom, like, I think she always wanted to travel when she was young, but she never really did it. Um, in Canada, it's harder, and I know also, like, she had kids when she was young, so, like, even though she's sort of nervous for me now, I think she's also, like, maybe a little bit excited. <laughs> yeah, I think I think the same would apply to my mom, that um, she's, she's never lived abroad, but I think, well... She's really the one in my environment who's like, you have to go out. Well, she doesn't force me, but when I tell her I want to go there and there, she like supports it wholeheartedly, even though she would love me to stay with her because we have like a very tight relationship. But she's the one also saying like, this has changed you so much, like in a positive sense. And you, yeah, this is how you grow. So go out. <laughs> Yeah, that's so cool. Yeah. So she so she actually didn't live abroad then? Your no, she has never lived abroad. She has lived in Germany her whole, whole life. Does yes. she ever... I'm curious if she, like, ever has that... Like, has she ever talked about wanting to? Or, like, does she ever go and stay with you for a while just to sort of experience um, it? Well, I think she loves to visit me when I'm abroad. And um, she loves to travel with me. But she has never um, voiced that she would want to live abroad herself. But I think she's really happy with living in Germany, which I totally understand. And also just the environment that she's in, um, like the cities that she has lived in or lives in. I mean, it's it's not a bad here. So um, I, I don't think she really need. Well, she, she never well, she never voiced that she would want to change that. But you never know. <laughs> It's true. I mean, I, I, um, I wonder with your, like, cause I, I guess the part, I think you did talk about it, but just to talk about it a little more, like the around the world thing, like the difference in the cultures, like the European culture versus the North American, like I've, to me, it's so interesting with like Europeans cause you guys travel so much more, I think, or just on a more regular basis than we do over here. Um, and yet in retirement, you, is it common or is it typical for you to stay in the country? Like, do you generally retire in your own city? Because here, 
I guess it's different, but a lot of a lot of people retire elsewhere. Like they go to sunny places and like Florida and the U.S. or just different different places. But um, it's interesting to think that maybe Europeans sort of travel throughout their lives and then they end up settling where they were the whole time versus living in their own place the whole time and then travel and then retiring somewhere else. I don't know. It's kind of like convoluted, but I'm just curious if your parents ever talked about retiring elsewhere or is that weird in Europe? Well, actually, it's not that weird. I know that at least for a couple of years, I don't know if it's still the case, but a lot of people that retired um, also went to uh, places in Spain, especially Mallorca is like in Ibiza, uh, these are spaces or like um, islands, um, Spanish islands, that a lot of uh, Europeans and Germans especially um, went to. Also just to make very long holidays as like um, when they're older or also to live there for the entire year or at least during winter. But in general, I would say just in the people that surround myself, I feel a lot of people stay pretty much in the region that they've either even grown up or grown up in or their um, like wife or husband has grown up in. And um, yeah, people are, or maybe, well, when they had to change the city because of a job, maybe they stay there. But I feel like a lot of Germans um, also like just settle in Germany when they're older. But yeah, but I would say it's also a bit different. So for us, it seems like we travel a lot maybe when we travel to other places in Europe. But if you consider the US or Canada, if you go to a different um, place in Canada, it's already probably quite far. <laughs> That's true. So, so for us, so for us, we tra- drive maybe we drive maybe like two hours, and then we are in Italy, or three hours. I don't know, maybe. Um, for some of us, if we if you live closer to the border, obviously, and um, yeah, or to Austria or Switzerland or the Netherlands or yeah, and then it seems like you've traveled, but you really it just took you like three hours. Like me going to Paris, three hours. That's like nothing. And um, that's probably you going from one bigger city to the to the next one, and it's still within the same country. So it's so true. But do you guys? Yeah, do, when when you're in, like, when you go to somewhere else, does it feel very different, or does it still sort of feel like you're at home when you're in? I would say, um, I would say that um, France and. Also, Spain, they're, for me, from like compared to Germany, they're quite different. But like France, Italy and Spain, they're quite similar, I feel, for me, from like German perspective. Um, probably Spanish and Italian, Italian and the French people would disagree. <laughs> but um, yeah, but for example, then uh, in comparison, um, Dutch people like the Netherlands, they look well they look and feel quite similar um also because their language is kind of similar due to to the german language and um yeah but and the weather maybe (laughs) um but yeah so and i don't know the the more northern country like norway sweden denmark 
they feel a bit different as well. So I feel like there are quite a lot of differences, but I'd say like uh, Austria and Switzerland, they are also quite similar to here. To Germany. Yeah, to Germany. <laughs> yeah. I, I guess, honestly, it's probably not that different from here. Like, you go somewhere else, and then it feels... Some places feel the same, some places feel different. And I think, really, like, I, what I do and what probably most of the rest of North Americans do is we just, like, romanticize the European, like, idea of, like, traveling somewhere and then just being somewhere completely different and then just, like, sort of like that... Um, I don't know if you guys have the term in Germany, but in um, at least in North America or in English, like we have that term like wanderlust, where it's like you want to be somewhere else. And I think it's a German word, if I'm not mistaken. Really? Because wander, um, we say wander, we say wandern, which has like an E-R-N at the end. And it's like, it's like walking, especially if you go... It's more like a hike walking. Oh, okay. And uh, the word lust in German is like lust. And that's like, um, yeah, being up for something. Um, yeah, being happy to do something. So. Oh, wow, that's so weird. Okay, so then you guys completely <laughs> not only understand, but you probably did originate that word. But yeah, it's so like... I don't know, I guess it's easy when you're one place to think that somewhere else is going to be um, better. It's sort of like that grass is always greener sort of idea that yeah. uh, I guess really Europeans think about sometimes New York or LA and then we over here think usually about, you know, like Paris or London and just okay, like But I must whole... say, I think about Paris and London also in this um like elevated sense but mainly because I just I really do love these cities so of course I do have this like for say for LA or New York I might have this um or like even Toronto or something a city where I haven't been before um so we might we might have to clarify that you're in Canada you might want to say that yeah <laughs> in Toronto <laughs> in Toronto um so in the cities that I haven't been yet, I mean, I have been to LA, but I've never been to New York or Toronto or, yeah, any other big city, say, like, somewhere maybe also in Florida or, um, I don't know, I, I have actually not a good idea about all the big cities, I guess, um, but, yeah, I'd say that some of them I probably also, like, romanticize or think that they're uh, cooler than they maybe actually are but mm -hmm. in terms of like life quality I think um, the cities that I've been to already for example Paris and London for me they have like a they have like a big appeal to me where I would say I could stay there for longer and try out if I could live there for I don't know at least for a while yeah I guess also if you're like your industry like the like the luxury industries like those are really really for any industry I kind of think those two cities I mean especially in Europe but even just globally they're just if you want to make it in so many like arts industries I think those are still cities that you either want to live in or you want to frequent to you know get things get things rolling for your own career 
Yeah, I'd say like economically, they are really interesting. So if you can, if you have like some sort of income established and are able to like, just like work from there or work um, at some company in those cities, you probably have quite some opportunities. So that that's pretty awesome, I'd say, yeah. Yeah, I, do you think like, I don't know, I, I, what, is there, because you're going, so wait, the, the three places that your schooling is taking you to is first Paris, then London, and then is it Shanghai? Shanghai, yeah, yeah. I haven't even shared that yet, but uh, with my audience, um, so if someone's listening. Oh. <laughs> um, <laughs> But yeah, I'm going, well, I will be in Paris first and then I'll go to London um, for three, well, Paris is four months, then London three months and uh, Shanghai is also going to be three months. And this is like the, the Shanghai is, well, the one that is going to be very different for me at least. Mm -hmm. But I'm also really excited because I have heard a lot of good things about um, the city. Um, Obviously, I, I would say that I probably need some adjustment because it's going to be very different. Um, but I think it's also going to be a very, very uh, incredible time and experience as well. Yeah, I, I honestly feel like I have no idea what to say because I've never been there. But I, I can see it being completely terrifying, but also like at the end of it, I mean, throughout it, I'm sure it will be amazing too. But I feel like when you leave, you, like you're gonna 100% be somebody different. <laughs> like you're gonna oh, of course. Some some things like when my brother just got back from being in school over there, like he, it's it's actually really weird because sometimes I feel like when you travel or if you do schooling abroad, um, like some of the things that he picked up being in Hong Kong were not or what I would think of as Asian so much as they were just like European. Like he told me like some of the things that really enriched his experience were just having like dinners the way that um, European um, friend groups do, which is actually not really something that is so North American, meaning like they would go out for these sort of formal dinners in bigger groups and mm -hmm. they wouldn't just mm -hmm. like um I don't know maybe this is your experience too but like here um especially when you're younger and you're in because he, he's an undergrad still so or he's in his last year I think you're actually the same like anyway I think I already said that um he's 22 and he was just saying like here you kind of it's very like Canadian American to just you know get go get drinks at somebody's apartment and then you go out and like if you if that's your thing like it's not really my thing but that's his thing so mm -hmm. that's like what what they do but over there it's like they go for a big dinner before and it's like sort of like not formal but but more formal um of an event like you go for dinner you get your drinks together and then you go out and do something else instead of just like huddling over some rickety table in an apartment and uh, in North America and anyway he learned and to me I don't know if that if if it's correct but to me that's more of like a European way because that's what I saw when I was in Paris where it was more like you go out for dinners and you don't just like I don't know again like like sh what's the word that I'm looking for just uh drown shots of vodka in some alleyway or something like <laughs> you, you, it really is done over here <laughs> 
Well, I would say, um, yeah, I'd say like dinners, um, especially, I don't know if they're always like formal, but Spanish people really do love dinners in groups. The Italian people love dinners in groups. Um, for the French, I can't judge. That's <laughs> I've since well, you've lived there already for more than a longer period, but I'm gonna only be living there for a longer period in September. So yeah, I've never lived there more than say like three or four days <laughs> at once. Um, and um, I would say yeah, and I would say Germans. I don't know, like Germans don't really have that much of a group dinner tradition. I think Germans also just, well, maybe they meet for, in summer especially, for like putting stuff, uh, well, like, um, how do you say, like cooking stuff in the garden on like a, oh. what is it? Like these, these fireplaces, but it's not a fireplace. It oh, right, name, in England. Barbecue. A barbecue, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Oh my god. Um, yeah, so that's what Germans definitely love to do. But also Germans are more, I feel, from my perspective, they meet up, have like pre-drinks, and then they also go partying a lot, especially young people. And but right. Oh, so it's more like over here. <laughs> yeah, but I would say like um, adults, um, they just meet for dinner. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, no, it's just, it's interesting to see, I guess, so I, I, we do definitely overgeneralize, because, like, from the only cities that I've lived in, being, like, Paris and Los, or Florence, um, again, maybe it was just my friends are older than me, so maybe it wasn't just European, it was also just, like, an age thing, but... No, yeah I don't know like and from what from what I was saying about what my brother's experience was it like it wasn't just it was the Europeans that he was in school with abroad that sort of like showed him something rather than just the um the city itself that he was in and I don't know it's just uh I th yeah I think your your experience is always pretty much influenced by the people you do things with because for example, if you would hang out with me, just as a as a random example, you would probably go to all the health food restaurants. So you would have to you would have like a super different experience. Um, say um, if you hang around with someone who uh, well eats meat, eats everything. So you would probably go for like I don't know um, some weird other dishes that you can get in a country <laughs> um yeah so you would have a super different experience say even if you would come to germany you would probably not really have the opportunity to get a schnitzel or uh, a sausage something because i would not take you to a restaurant that serves that um <laughs> just because i wouldn't find something to eat there maybe um okay we have restaurants that serve everything just like for every kind of taste but just in general I, I say I'd say that just proves that just the people that you hang out with just change the experience so so much that's so true that's so funny is it difficult or is it still like kind of looked at weird um to be plant-based the way you are over there or not so much I would actually uh, like to hear your perspective on that from like can can Canadian and US view because like in Germany it's pretty uncommon in general I'd say 
I mean, say you're in Berlin or in a couple other big cities, it might be more common or you have more possibilities to find places where you can eat something. But um, in the city where I live, so in Mannheim, you have maybe like a couple of places that serve vegan food and then most of them are actually really bad or just like, I don't know, just junk food places and stuff like that. And um, there's actually nothing really good and there's there's no, like where I live, there are no health food cafes, nothing. So you have pretty much very narrow options, mm. which is kind of sad because it's always more fun if you're in the city. Well, when I'm in a city where I have like all the options, um, I love to eat at home though. So it doesn't really, I don't really mind. And also just the people that I'm surrounded by here, um, they're pretty, well, not open to it that much. And uh, they don't really, yeah, well, it, it's, it has gotten better over the last couple of years. But I feel like still there's very many people that are not open to it at all or they don't understand it. And yeah, but you can see, well, I at least um, noticed a change in the supermarkets. So recently in the last couple of months or to say like one or two years, um, the uh, aisle where you can find like say fake meats and fake whatever that is just like vegan stuff and vegetarian stuff, um, like re meal replacements, they, the aisle has gotten so much bigger, which is, I think, well, I these are not things that I eat in particular because I enjoy eating fruits and vegetables just like very natural um, and real foods uh, well just like basic stuff um, but I think just in general for the environment or for health um, or just for people that actually want to be vegan because of the animals and because of the environment for them that's like so uh, such a step forward to be able to find these things at all Mm -hmm. um, yeah, but I think, well, I would say from what I can see on social media, um, how at least people in New York and LA can access these things, that's like, and also London maybe, um, this is like super different. Yeah, uh, I would say in the beginning, yeah, like now, even, I mean, in Toronto too, being a big city, um, it's it's so it's so normal I mean of course there's still like you know the people who kind of just like roll their eyes like it's weird there's a time when it was new then there was a time when it wasn't new but there was just kind of like they just called it um you know like hipster and then everyone else would sort of roll their eyes and say like oh yeah like and just like make fun of it and then it just sort of became normal I think at least with the younger population like but no it's 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 completely like accessible at least it's but i mean la is like obviously the the epitome of it it's like wherever yeah. you go it's i mean it's it's lovely like not only because like it's accessible but because it's become so normal that like they really know how to make it taste good so it's yeah. not just like a piece of like watercress and like a tomato <laughs> on a plate <laughs> yeah that's true <laughs> So, I mean, yeah, for sure. I think, and over here, it's almost like um, you don't really get, um, like, restaurants popping up that are 
completely unhealthy unless unless they are like those ones that are sort of just like food porn like where they're just like extreme like giant burgers and like they're just basically oh, yeah. these things yeah. yeah yeah i think there is definitely more like health food cafes and restaurants um in in those well in the cities that we mentioned and um yeah but something i noticed which is actually pretty fun <laughs> well i just thought it's like funny to think about that in germany at least when we create an almond milk um, we have brands that actually only put in the almond milk almonds and water so that's everything and in the u.s it's i well at least that's what i heard it's really hard to find an almond milk which actually only consists about um, of almonds and water so i think in that sense maybe we're doing some things like uh kind of nice um just because then they're like really natural but i yeah yeah i mean i think there's a lot of i mean you're right there's a lot of junk like there's a lot of preservative um things that they just honestly sell them because they sell now because it is trendy and um they can smack yeah. these labels on things which and then they can charge five dollars for a bar or honestly today it's this is like related but not related um i would i just this morning went to buy an apple and it was five dollars which is unbelievable i mean that's an apple yeah oh uh, I mean, it's not it's not something with a label, but it's sort of along the same vein where it was like a nice um, store that does sell a lot of this stuff, and just like prices have just gone crazy. Like if it's like if you can affiliate this with a brand that's now quote plant based or whatever, I mean it 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 has gone a little crazy over here. Um, I don't know if it'll settle down or if there will be a new trend that will change things but yeah let's... Oh, that's really sad because in Germany what I notice is that um that people have at least they are not really well I wouldn't say that people go all the people go like into uh um start well start being interested in like vegan or vegetarian stuff but people are definitely interested in buying biological or uh, how's it called organic prod produce mm -hmm. so what um uh, what I notice is that there is more and more organic produce available in even in discounter stores um which may and it, and there is even cheaper to buy these uh fruits and vegetables and so uh, actually the prices for those things which are super healthy they go down which is amazing wow that's i mean I, again i don't know if i have some weird perspective but 100 from my from what i've seen it is not that way i mean maybe some things have gone down kind of like the price of computers have gone down over the years but there's still a hundred percent like elitist um grocery stores and that just thrive off you know charging as much as they can here because they just put those labels on so yeah that's definitely an area that i think europe's done <laughs> done better um, I just realized like we're getting close to the time so I, sh I should probably just tell you what I was going to tell you before um, oh, when yeah. I mentioned because um, because when we put this out I don't want it to go under okay so let me just say it um, so you know how I started everything under this one name um, Haver, and and I've gone under this brand name for everything so far mm -hmm. okay um, <laughs> When I was, I, okay, this is going to sound like weird and whatever, but I like for a while I was like really stressing over, I was like, how do I, because I was getting, I was starting to feel like I needed to put things 
um, like it was getting confusing when I was contributing to other websites like it wasn't my name but it was my name and then like how was I going about this whole model of things and and that at the end of the day I like was having honest honestly like trouble sleeping like there was one night um I think it was actually two nights after you left Paris where I like woke up in the morning and I was like I think I need to um switch uh directions for where I'm going because I realized that the for me anyway like the whole um idea when I started it was really to create like an online magazine and um and then I sort of realized like why blogs and everything are becoming so much more um popular whereas online um, publications are really failing and at least from my perspective like there there's a reason and for me it was because um I was spending all this time sort of doing things that um we're sort of just eating time and like meaning like I was, you know, searching, searching for people to um, interview or for people to write when at the end of the day, what I wanted to do, like my whole purpose in doing this was not to spend half my time searching pe for people to contribute, but to actually, you know, write myself and like to like create yes, these yes. things. Um, so anyway, long story short, I ended up emailing the guy who's been helping me with my website and I was like, I, this is really scary, but I think I need to change everything over. And I think I want to change the model of how I'm going about this. Okay. Um, so basically, um, I'm going, and I'm not sure when yet, but with the website's going to be changed over, but we're going to be dropping the, the name and just putting it under my own name. Um, oh, that's super exciting though. <laughs> Well, it kind of came off the conversation I had with you. I mean, you you kind of inspired the idea. And I guess when you said, like, yeah, I had it under my own name and it helps me grow. With True, we talked about it. We, yeah. You might have been, like, a bit of a catalyst there, like a bit of an inspiration. <laughs> okay, that's, that's super cool, though. <laughs> yeah, it was just, I mean, I already started to treat it over the past while the past few weeks differently um at least on instagram and it's okay felt much more organic um just um and i think you also like it's also been you remember when you talked about gary v being like stop um uh, what did he say stop curating and start documenting like something like that that could have could have been from me as well i think that's something definitely that i have to take to heart as well because i'm pretty much of a curator <laughs> and um but it's a lot about it's a lot I feel like with like having I think yeah that's what we talked about as well just I feel it's more personal um if you go under your name and if you're a person then your brand is also can be more diverse because as the person the changes just your brand can change exactly and um yeah, and also, uh, well, yeah, then then there is this, I don't know if it's a trend, but it's a definite interest that people have a lot of interest in just the life of another person, which makes them feel inspired, maybe, and is something that they can relate more instead of just, say, uh, a glossy magazine or uh, just just like content that is very much unrelated to anything yeah that's I mean 
you exactly what you just said is exactly what I was feeling and I kept being like what am I doing because I, I I mean I guess the idea honestly behind having a name is that there is a bit of like a like a barrier in the, in the sense like you can like hide behind other stories and you can hide yeah. behind yeah. a brand name um but then I mean it didn't take that long for me to be like okay well I mean what are you so scared of why don't you just get rid of it um and it's and it, and it is so new like it really is only like a few months old that I, it's fine um but it it is to- and I'm so sorry now that I just threw it down when we were probably like getting close to the end but I just wanted to like whenever we do put this on like not to have that that name on it because it is going to be going away soon um okay so you mean your real well your actual name <laughs> that is going to be uh on the podcast yeah i'm gonna yeah. <laughs> i mean i'm gonna write this in a bit clearer of a fashion i'm soon because i i do need to like make some changes but it was definitely something i was struggling with for a while and and i just realized that if i'm already feeling this way a few months in then it's not going to go away so i needed to just like make the changes now and make the pivot now um so that it can grow like you said before like for for years and adapt and change because we definitely do that over the time. Yeah. But I just love this so much. I think well, we definitely have to leave those last five minutes that we just talked about on here because I I just feel like just in this conversation there's so much value. Um and uh yeah, because that's something that maybe not not only uh, us are concerned with or thinking about. So And um, yeah, and there are so many value, valuable bits in there. So yeah, and I'm really excited for you and for for what you're about to uh, do. <laughs> Thanks. It seems totally, completely scary. And I mean, yeah, I don't want, I mean, we can maybe talk about this another time because I'm looking right now at the clock, but um, yeah, no, we can definitely talk about it because I definitely like want your advice on, because you've been doing this for so many years and um But yeah, there's definitely like. I'm by, I'm by no means a professional, but I'm I'm there to give all the advice that I am able to give, and um, yeah. But I think since we're we said that we wanted to record like 45 minutes, something like around that, um, every time that we record. But maybe we just want to touch upon shortly that this is hopefully going to be something around a weekly thing, if possible. Yeah. And um, at least that's the goal for now. And also maybe we just want to uh, just shortly mention what we envision of talking about under the umbrella of once around the world, just, just as we did now. I think it's gonna be just really things that, um, yeah, that touch us in our daily life. And also, yeah, just in including, I don't know, some advice here and there, some, uh, so, I mean, it's definitely gonna be filled with things that um, we come across in our creative journey, I'd say. And yeah, for well, for me, there's also a business side to things, um, but for you as well, it's all it is. It's always there. <laughs> And um, yeah, I don't know. What what would you say? Uh, I mean, honestly, I think that we just. Um we everything that the, the way that it just all jumped around I think it should be expected 
um, yeah. from topic to topic, just in like a very like natural conversation way, because I think you and I are both interested in so many things. Um, <laughs> and the way that, I mean, I think we're both super curious about like the other perspective um, from, again, the other side of the, 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 really the opposite side of the world or just a very different culture. Um, and so I think that'll probably be like the line that runs through everything. Um, yeah, for sure. Both sides, which is, I don't know, to me, it's really interesting. And, um, and honestly, it, it, I also think it will probably play a little bit like how I just kind of came to you at the end being like, be my therapist, because <laughs> <laughs> it's like a therapy session uh, by Mackenzie and Karina <laughs> or something. <laughs> Because we both, I mean, you know, we're trying to figure things out, but we don't really obviously know exactly what's going to happen or how to approach everything. But I think just like talking things through in this way is like, to me, extremely helpful and hopefully to anyone else as well. So yeah, I think that puts it in the perfect words, figuring things out along the way. And, and we are sharing that. I think that's, that's exactly what we are doing here. And, um, and then in the perspective, obviously, um, of me still being a student, but also working on my blog and as a like, content creator and also, yeah, doing that for others. And for you being a writer, a journalist, I'd say, what would you say? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, I for me, I'm part-time writing a novel and then I'm part-time freelancing online and then uh, the rest of the time I'm just sorting out the business end of the whole writing thing because if you just let that fall to the wayside then you're basically sure to be a starving artist so I'm just trying to wrap all these pieces together but I think that'll be a lifetime's work to be honest. (laughs) But that makes it more so exciting I'd say and uh, at least it's ne- it's never getting boring for sure that's for sure so. <laughs> that's for sure yeah. would you say we say we say bye to the audience already or what if you want to say something else and then <laughs> no I think we're good I think we'll just we'll talk to you guys next week and um yeah thanks for Thanks for listening to the first ramble, I guess, of ours. <laughs> yeah, just sticking with us to go to coming all the way to the end to sticking through. <laughs> yeah, totally. So, then okay. Uh, good goodbye to the audience. Goodbye. <laughs> yeah, I'm hitting. I'm hitting stop. Goodbye. <laughs> Bye. <laughs>